I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about, but we dig deep into exactly how the courts impact our culture. We break it down for you straight from gavel to your news feed. And this, I promise you, every week, we're always going to keep it 100. Right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. Wishing power to the people, okay? All right. Lord have mercy. Here we are. uh, The day after the election. Certainly, America was on pins and needles, Dustin, hoping to have at least an answer, at least a decision. Who is going to be the next president of the United States of America? And hell, if we still don't know. Ain't that we so? still don't know. Still biting our nails, Ebony. Listen, I might have to pull me a little tequila this morning, Dustin. This don't make no sense. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of reasons we don't know. A lot of outstanding states that matter. Nevada, outstanding. Pennsylvania, outstanding. Trump's mm-hmm. act, acting like he wants some recounts in some places that Biden showed up victorious. Florida, Florida. My home mm-hmm. state, North Carolina, disappointed me like a, um, I don't know, a, a, a kid with bad grades. Mm-hmm. I was expecting an A. They asked, showed up with a C minus mm-hmm. uh, for Trump yet again. So uh, I, I need some answers. I need to understand Dustin, what's crazy? We might not know who the next president of the United States is going to be for three or four days or maybe even a month. Uh, Mm -hmm. So so it's a lot of outstanding questions, a lot of outstanding votes. Here's the thing, though, D. Every vote must be counted. That's right. And there are a lot of votes that remain to be counted. So um, it'll be interesting. Uh, I just want to... I don't know if you're familiar with the film New Jack City, but it was about uh, let's First say all, that was absolute shame. You did not even let's say <laughs> look. Let's say let's say there was a well, look. The- you remember you remember the the workers in New Jack City that were counting those items on that table. You remember and, how they? We and, need and, them to count the votes, okay? Yeah, those workers that weren't even allowed to have no clothes on. There you go. <laughs> that's who where they at? Because that's who we need to count these ballots. They need to get to Pennsylvania right now. Go get all them ladies. And send them to Pennsylvania right now because we need the, we need, we need the Nino Brown situation. Um, yes, we um, do. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> listen, that man, for all his failings, did know how to get shit done. I hear he you. Kept it tight. He ran a tight <laughs> ship, and it that's was a what very we need. Tight those, ship. <laughs> yes, that's the kind of tight ship we need counting these ballots because I want it done right. Okay. Well, that's, that's democracy. You want democracy, Dustin? You yes, want I do. That took their responsibility seriously to cast their ballot, be it mail-in or in person or early, to have Mm -hmm. their voices counted. And that's actually what Joe Biden said. He said, we're not going to call this thing. And and I thought it was an objective statement, Dustin. He said, it's not up to me, Joe Biden, or is it up to Donald Trump to decide this election? It's up to the American people. And that that is that is what it is. Well, listen, we're going to get a lot uh, more into all of this in this episode. We are going to talk about the importance of the black male vote. You know, I'm yes. now Dustin saying the black male in America is the new American swing voter. Okay. Yeah. For worse, uh, we're going to talk about the merits of that. And we're going to be joined by um, an old friend of mine, but, but this man is doing the work of the people. He's Congressman yes, he is. Richmond. Yeah. And, and congratulations to said, just got reelected for yet another term in the United States Congress. He represents Louisiana's second district. Uh, former president of the Congressional Black Caucus, and says it's going to break it down. First of all, he got to account for his NOLA homeboy, Lil Wayne, uh, uh, coming out for Trump. You, you ain't giving a uh. uh, uh that's all I can do. I just, I, I'm just, they just make me groan, these. It's, uh, that's it. That's all yeah. I have. 
So I got to ask Sid, what's up with Wayne? What's up with Ice Cube? Because Mm -hmm. Cedric has had conversation with Cube and you know, it's been a lot of conflicting reports out there talking about uh, Cube, you know, he, he talked to Trump about the quote platinum plan. Kamala's team said that they were available to Cube. Cube was saying they weren't. Was saying Sid and the and the Congressional Black Caucus wouldn't talk to him. Sid said something different. So I'm gonna ask Cedric Richmond mm-hmm. on this show on holding court because that's what that's we right. do. Uh, give us the real, what actually the nitty gritty. Because it seemed like the ice is melting to me. Okay, it's a lie somewhere, Ebony. It just is. And I, it's melting. I you know, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna do all that, and then of course, uh, you know, we're gonna start with our docket because we get we got a hot docket today. So first up on the docket, Dustin, is Dr. Dre. Uh, Now, you know I made a little little (laughs) sensational IG Live and and folks was in their feelings. Uh Uh-huh, good. (laughs) Make them think. Yeah, talking about the fact that Dre's in the headlines, billion-dollar divorce uh, with his estranged wife, Nicole Young. Here's the thing. Now Nicole is wanting alleged mistresses, three, in Mm -hmm. fact, to... Testify. Nicole is trying to subpoena these women to testify so that she can challenge the prenup. Yes. That's why. Because yes. people are kind of wondering, Dustin, they're saying, okay, if she's trying to get these women to be a part of her divorce case, but why? Why? Why is it relevant? She's trying to bring them up to challenge the validity of the prenup. Because mm-hmm. if that prenup is bust wide open, mm-hmm. now that's way more millions at yes. play for her yes. in this divorce settlement. Because they were married in they were married before before he made the big sale to Apple for correct. Beats by Dre. Correct. correct. Yeah, they okay. were married in ninety six. And, and I want you to really say that again. They were married in ninety six, Dustin, and mm-hmm. that matters because see, here's the thing: prenups. They're not foolproof. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't protect against everything. Mm -hmm. What they're designed to protect against, Dustin, is a scenario where um, a very wealthy party, and Mm -hmm. we know it could be a man or a woman, (laughs) ask Mary J. Blige. Hello. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And fuck, I'm sorry, I just got to say it. Fuck Kendu. But go ahead. He was really on some straight bullshit oh with that stuff. God. My heart goes out to How Mary. How you going to play with Mary J. Blige? Now, you know Mary mean a lot to our community. How and she's been do that through to Mary so much. And we, we rolled, it, rolled through it with her. That's why we love her so much. But that's another she story She's paying that man time. to this day. That's um, right. Sherry Shepard, uh, Halle Berry. <sighs> it's a whole bunch of rich women paying child support. I mean, <laughs> oop, that's a Freudian slip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Supporting dependents. Hmm. We'll say it like hmm. that. Supporting hmm. dependents. Okay. Um, so this isn't a gender thing. Yes. That's my point. Yes. In this case, it happens to be Dr. Dre that, uh, you know, has amassed this wealth. But this woman, Nicole, has been with him for over 20 years. She was shooting in the gym. She was. She I was mean, and she's an attorney gym. in her own right. And you can't tell me there were not joint decisions, mm-hmm. business decisions made because of their partnership. You cannot. So here's the deal. She did seek uh, two million a month. Uh, that was shot down by her. Uh, excuse me, by the judge. He was he deemed that to be, you know, Exorbitant. kind of it, yeah. yeah. It, it was an excess, and, and and you know her list was was doing the most. She <laughs> wanted twenty what twenty. 20000 a month for phone bills. And like, email, Ebony. Yes. Remember? And email. Well, you emails. know, she had a massive plan that I've never heard of. So Nicole Young, she wants to subpoena these three women. I'm not even going to name them because yeah. I just, I don't believe in that, Dustin. Mm-hmm. You know, these women deserve some level of privacy. I agree. Now, this is interesting because the three women share the same lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to why I think that's a terrible idea mm-hmm. in one second. I don't think multiple parties to litigation or even... Probable litigation, I don't think should ever share the same legal representation. Why? Mm -hmm. Because you don't necessarily have the same interest. Mm -hmm. These three women are individuals. Yes, they are. Their 
possible dealings with Dre are that individual. Mm -hmm. So when you have one lawyer, Dustin, representing three different women that have different facts that apply to their mm -hmm. possible relationship with this man, you 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 have a, a scenario of competing interests. I agree. You know what I mean? I feel like it limits you. You know what I mean? In all the worst ways. I know I would have my own representation, especially, especially if I did not want to be involved in this. You know what right, I mean? Right, because one of your co-alleged mistresses, for lack of a better term, um, her shit might be foul. Exactly. And yours might not be, but now you have the same attorney representing all of y'all's interests. It just nah, doesn't. It's not a good that's idea. That's a conflict. I don't like that. But that's what's going on right now. All women are represented by the same attorney, Chris LaFon, and she's filed uh, a motion saying no information uh, is relevant from any of these women to determine the enforceability of the premarital agreement. And that is true. Mm -hmm. she, she, the, the attorney is right on that because California, like many states, are no-fault divorce, okay. meaning he could have been um, banging every chick in, in L.A. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. for the sake of divorce in the state of California. Mm -hmm. It's no fault. So all that bad boy clause or um, he cheated, she cheated, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, also... The issue of how long they were married. California is notorious for this, Dustin. When couples are married for longer than 10 years, they are presumed to be marriage of long duration. Okay. Okay, that's, that's a legal term, which means y'all been together a long-ass time. Yes, yes. And the presumption, according to the law, is that there's not really, like, malice or fraud or foul play. The presumption is you've been married over 10 years. That's... Like a legitimate you marriage. together for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and the presumption that someone's in it for money just kind of goes out the window. Mm -hmm. That's the mm -hmm. point of that. Um, so listen, we're going to see where this thing lands with, with Dr. Dre and Nicole Young. I don't think it's going to get any cleaner anytime soon. It's um, getting nasty. Yeah. Um, I think that he needs to do like he told us years ago and just it ain't nothing but a G thing. Keep it G. You know what I'm saying? Pay her what she deserves. And just quiet all this down. It's just not a good look for Dr. Dre. I agree with you in full. Listen, if I was advising Dr. Dre, the quicker this shit goes away, the better for everybody, mm -hmm. mainly him. Yeah. So just decide what uh, equitable distribution is. I am close with someone who's blessed to be in that billionaire's category. Mm -hmm. He just went through a divorce. Mm -hmm. He gave up the half to his wife of over 30 years, wished her well. Yep. And guess what he's focused on? Making more money. I see that. Keep it player. That's what I'm talking about. Just he ain't worry about that. Right. Yes. Let that go. And yep. instead, you spending all this money on legal fees. Yep. You in the news. It's bad fucking press. Horrible Nicole's press. now, he's saying Nicole embezzled $300 million. She's saying he's violent. Judges saying, uh, get a protective order. This is messy. This and is not good for the stop. And they watching the whole thing go down. Exactly. It's a bad look, Dre. Give the woman about about half. Mm -hmm. I didn't even say all the way. Half right. Half. Okay. And she'll be fine with that. What forty percent? You know. Right. Forty percent and a stern look. And a stern Sit your look. Ass down, okay. And that's it. And good night to you, sis. Yes. And you're you you go be well, yep. Dre. You have so much more money to make. It, that that is what it is for me. The money's there. Just do the right thing and quiet all of this down. That's right. Okay, so we're going to move on now to uh, Sister Breonna Taylor. There's an update in her case. Okay. We know her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, Yes. is being sued. This is ridiculous to me, but here are the facts. He's being sued by one of the officers involved 
in the shooting and slaying of Breonna Taylor. This is Jonathan Mattingly. Yes. He's suing for, quote, severe trauma, mental anguish, and emotional distress. Uh, why? Because, well, he, he got shot in the leg. But, Dustin, let me tell you why he got shot in the leg. Because he didn't do his job right in the way that he entered the apartment. That's why he got shot in the damn leg. That's, that's exactly right. When you bust up in somebody's house at 1 o'clock in the morning. They might bust a cap in you. Allegedly unannounced. <laughs> Kenneth Walker has been very consistent. He said he did not hear any knock and announcement. Okay, they're banging on the door. None of if that. If somebody did that to you and you are, and Kenneth Walker, I want to say this, is was a lawfully uh, gun licensed, owner, yes. licensed yes. gun owner, that's what it's for, to protect your home, yes. Castle Doctrine. We talked yes. about all of this in the first episode of Holding Court. Those things apply. If somebody busts up in your house unannounced, I would think it's an intruder as well. That's what you That's do. what it's for. Yes. That's what you bought it for. Yes. And that's why the law allows people to have firearms in their home, to protect their domain. So he's suing Kenneth Walker, saying that he had severe trauma, mental anguish, and emotional distress. You know what that means to me? That just shows his character or mm-hmm. lack thereof, mm-hmm. and it proves their negligence, and it just shows that they were already on some bull—they've been on some bullshit since this whole thing started. And totally. this just shows the type of police officer that he is. This shows the type of, of police department that he worked for. Mm-hmm. This shows the type of person that we're dealing with. I agree. And you know what? Like this man, Kenneth Walker, hasn't been through enough. This man has lost the love of his life. What a slap in the face. You know, he's also, he would, remember in the beginning, Dustin, he was charged. Mm -hmm. They charged Kenneth Walker, the boyfriend, with attempted murder because uh, Mattingly was shot in the Mm -hmm. leg. And then, like any reasonable judge, Dismissed the shit, a prosecutor. Dismissed it. Why? Because you have no case, and they knew they had no case, Dustin. That's why they had to dismiss it, because both Castle Doctrine Mm -hmm. protect Brother Kenneth Walker, Mm -hmm. as well as Stand Your Ground. Remember Mm -hmm. that from George Zimmerman? Absolutely. Okay, if it applies to Zimmerman, how does it not apply to this brother in his own home? In his own home. In addition to the shitty police work, in addition to the warrant that wasn't signed properly, which we discussed previously. All of that. This All is a that. damn shame, and, and, and it's like they're spitting in, in Breonna Taylor's family's face. They're spitting in Kenneth Walker's face. Yeah. This is blatantly just... this. I've, I've never seen anything like this in my life. It's never. trash, and, and, and here's why it's, it's trash, and, and I really feel strongly that legally it's going to work out in Kenneth Walker's favor. Mm-hmm. I think uh, upon first court setting... I think a judge is going to probably rule summary judgment, which mm-hmm. means I'm not even going to take this shit to trial, mm. okay? Mm. Just dismiss carte blanche outright. Castle Doctrine says this man had a lawful firearm in his house to protect his domain. Mm-hmm. You came in here 1 o'clock in the morning. Whether or not it's disputable as to your announcement, it's certainly reasonable to think that he did not hear you. Hello. Okay? And thus, your ass got shot in the leg. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. Also, here's the thing, Dustin. Emotional distress, that's a tort claim. You learned that first year of law school. Mm-hmm. It requires, it's actually intentional mm-hmm. infliction of emotional dis- distress. Mm-hmm. Nothing about these facts. Show me intent. He didn't even know he was shooting at nobody. Right. He just was trying to Warn to fire a yeah, warning to, shot. Yeah, to alleviate the threat. Yes. There was no intention to, to give distress to this uh, Mattingly guy. So I think this shit going to be thrown out before trial. This is a waste of taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. And it's trash. I, I just, oof. You know, golly. Okay. It's like not only can we not get justice for Breonna Taylor, you know, now, now it's some bullshit against Kenneth Walker. Last on the docket, Mel B, and I want to say before I go into the headline, 
I really wanted to be Mel B from Spice Girls for about three years. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, she was the one. She was the one. But Mel B wants more child support from Eddie Murphy. We all know Eddie and, and Mel um, have a beautiful 13-year-old daughter mm-hmm. um, from their union. They then broke up. Yeah. And Mel has really never said anything negative about Mm-mm. Eddie. For the most part, it's been very cordial. But now, Dustin, she is asking for an increase in child support because her income has gone down. Mm-hmm. And from what I see, that looks consistent. Yeah. You know, there was a time where Mel B had coins and bags coming in nonstop. Touring, t- television hosting positions. Yeah, we know that's a huge bag. And, and we know she's not doing that anymore. Yeah. Because um, it's some, some, yeah, you know. COVID, you know, the pandemic killed the pandemic, all that. touring, mm-hmm. all of that stuff is different. So her income looks different. Okay, so makes sense. According to the law, either party is is able to ask for what we call a modification of the child support order mm-hmm. if and when income start to change. Yes. So that's what we that's what this looks like to me, Dustin. She's simply saying, I was fine with Eddie only paying uh twenty seven thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. because I had my coin situation yeah, right. And it worked. And it worked. Now my coins are not what they used to be, which I don't think she's lying about that. Mm-hmm. Um visibly they don't look like they they used to, mm-hmm. okay? So she's asking to go back to court, have Eddie pay more so that the daughter maintains the lifestyle she's accustomed. Right. Um, and that includes educational expenses uh, and everything the daughter Everything needs. that she's everything accustomed she to having, yeah. Now, according to Mel Dustin, she tried to work this shit out outside of court, which I know you always advocate for. Hello, keep it player. That's my thing. Just keep it player. Work yeah. it out amongst yourselves. But... According at least to Mel, uh, Eddie's and his legal team have not been compliant. And so thus she had to file this in court. And she's, again, seeking to raise this child support payment from the 27K a month to something higher to reflect um, a bigger discrepancy in her income and Eddie's. Mm-hmm. So that's the situation. I think she should get more money because it's obvious that her income went down. This is simple. This happens every day in family mm-hmm, court, mm-hmm. honestly, Dustin. It's just maybe everybody's not a gazillionaire like uh, Eddie and Mel are. But, you know, if somebody's, let's let's make it plain. If somebody was making $100,000 a year, okay. let's say the mom was, mm-hmm. and let's say the, the dad was making $200,000 a mm-hmm. year. And then all of a sudden the mom, because of COVID or what mm-hmm. have you, her income's down to, to 40 k a year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make sense that she would need more child support? There should be an adjustment to reflect that, yeah. And that's all that we have here. So, Eddie, Mr. Mr. Um, Fuck You... What did he say? What was that from? (laughs) Eddie. Half. Half, Eddie. Half. He said that. Half, Eddie. This was a whole team that he wrote about this. So, you you He's very familiar with these dynamics. And he got nine, (laughs) ten damn kids. So, this ain't nothing new. Yeah, you got it, Eddie. And I heard Eddie got a bag from Netflix. What? Huge bag. He just won that Emmy, his first Emmy for... Uh, Which was long overdue. Hello, and, and yeah. what a full circle moment to win it for hosting Saturday Night Live, which is how we were, a lot of introduced us were introduced to him. to him. Yeah. No, Eddie's great. Love Eddie. Eddie got it. Eddie gonna keep getting it because that talent is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Not gonna get his woman her money, Just Eddie. give her the damn money, man. Hook her up, come to an agreement, and get out of... Leave us alone with all of this. Right. This is... Uh, this is Actually, they're spending too much money on legal teams. All right. With that, Dustin, that's it for our docket today. Now, listen, okay. we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about how black men are now the swing voters in america yes i said it and i'll say it again we're joined by brother cedric richmond the great congressman from louisiana in just a second uh also what's going on with wheezy q 50 now kodak black all team trump i cannot but i want to get everybody's take especially the congressman
All right, welcome back to Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams. Uh, Dustin and I now joined by a, a very longtime friend of mine, a mentor, somebody that really supported me throughout my legal education, and now he shows up for black people uh, across the entire state of Louisiana. He represents Louisiana's second congressional district in yes. the United States House of Representatives. He's done that since 2011, uh, and he's still doing that. Congressman Cedric Richmond, welcome to Holding Court. Well, thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to get straight to the shit, Cedric. Um, I can call you Cedric, right? <laughs> That's what people normally call me. Okay, well, I know I can call you that since you had my ass at them damn hot-ass softball games <laughs> back in the day, when, uh, drinking a damn slushy and shit. So I'm, I'm definitely calling you Cedric. About to call you Ced in a minute. Said he said. Um, listen, okay, so here's the thing, though, honestly, Cedric. It's a lot of conflicting reports. We're seeing a lot of black rappers coming out uh, in support of Trump. Uh, Dustin texted me over the weekend with the latest being Lil Wayne. And, uh, you know, I want to start with why you think um, everybody from 50 was going back and forth on it. Uh, Ice Cube, which we'll get specifically about Cube in a minute. But Lil Wayne, Kodak Black this mm-hmm. morning coming out in support of Trump. Is it the platinum plan? And, and it's hearkening back bling bling era days. I'm very serious with that question. What is it, Cedric? Why do you think these black male rappers are supporting Trump? Well, first of all, I would hope it's not the platinum plan. Uh, the platinum plan, everything from the name to the stuff that's in it is a joke. The first prong of the platinum plan is to make Juneteenth a holiday. Um, you know, we got things we need in the African-American community, but symbolism is not one of them. We need jobs. We need uh, equity. We need empowerment. And if we get that stuff and then we finally get to Juneteenth being a holiday, that's fine. But by the way, in the House of Representatives, we already passed that bill. It's sitting on Mitch mm. McConnell's desk. Let if he know. wanted to be serious about uh, June 10th being a holiday, then he'd just tell Mitch to pass the bill. Police reform, the George Floyd Police and Reform Act is sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk. If he was serious about it, he'd call his little funky Mitch and say, Mitch, pass this bill. I'm serious about police reform. Mm. Yeah. So the, the guy is a con man, and unfortunately, I believe that too many people get enamored with his supposed success mm. and strongman aura that they actually believe it. And, you know, look, Cube will get to Cube, but Cube at least had a policy plan. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne, who's from New Orleans. <clears throat> yeah, that's your uh, brother. That's your brother. And, and, and all of that good stuff. The one thing I am sure of is Wayne did not have an agenda when he went in there to talk to uh, Donald Trump. But, I am sure it's not, I'm sure it was nothing to do with uh, policy. And I'm not saying that Lil Wayne's not smart. I think Lil Wayne is very smart. Uh, He went to uh, a great high school. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I know his, you know, his mother's a strong black woman. Okay, so let's get to Cube because it's been conflicting reports, Cedric, as you know. Uh, Cube came out, took a lot of heat for meeting with Trump. Like you said, though, he did go in there with his black agenda uh, and wanted Trump's input. Cube claiming in some reports that he asked to meet with uh, the Biden-Harris campaign and, and the Democratic Party, and he was pushed off until after the election. Just speak to it. Clear it up, Say What really happened? Well, no, look, uh, we tried outreach with Cube a couple of times. We met with, we had a call with black men, entertainers and, uh, well, entertainment and that entertainers and athletes, mm-hmm. to have a candid conversation about addressing their concerns, seeing where they were, and... They, uh, it was a good, positive call. But during the call, 
uh, many people, Snoop, DL, and others, uh, expressed where is Cube? Cube's supposed to be on the call. Well, Cube didn't make that call. Nevertheless, it was a good call, and we got a lot of valuable input from the brothers on that call. And mm -hmm. I gave them my email and cell and said, look, if you know, if you need anything, Jeezy was on the call. He said, if you need anything further, feel free to contact me. I am available, and I want to hear what you all have to say. So fast forward, we decided we still needed to have a call with Ice Cube. So we initiated it. We had a call with Ice Cube and his team, along with me and some people on our team, the Biden team. Mm -hmm. And so the truth is it was a productive call. And my, you know, I still congratulate Cube with coming up with an agenda. Mm -hmm. yes. And it was a good outline of an agenda. Was it comprehensive? Absolutely not. But it was an agenda. And it you was know, a I start. give them all the credit for that. Yeah. Cedric, when was have... the call? I want to know just for, real quick, when was this call that you did have with Cube? This was last week? No, it was probably a month ago. It was oh, it was okay. before he came up with this, you know, the, the Trump stuff. Okay. But for example, about his plan, you know, he started off with education equity, which is right up there with where we are. We say, I say, Cube, you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. You know, schools in affluent uh, areas have a tax base better than those that are not in affluent areas. That's why we propose another $23 billion in Title I funding to help those schools, predominantly black or brown, that are in poor areas without a big tax base. We're going to make we're going to bring those schools up in terms of funding. Mm. Then it was small business. Well, we have a 30 billion dollar pot for black entrepreneurs that we're leveraging three to one goes to 150 billion. So we went down his plan in some places. We were in total agreement. Some places we were. But he missed some things like. Black maternal health. Mm. Say that. Say that, Which, Cedric, where black women it, die in childbirth almost five times as likely as our white female counterparts. Speak on that. So, you know, that's just one of the examples of how comprehensive our plan is and how his is really just an outline, which I, again, you know. You applaud him for that, he, of course. He, he, was, he was sincere. He means well, all of those things. But, you know, I did the same thing thing with him look it was great engaging here's my cell here's my email anything else y'all want to talk about mm -hmm. where we can incorporate stuff or where i think we're missing anything i'll put it in but the truth of the matter is i think we had all of his stuff covered and i don't know if we okay had, so i want to stop i don't know if we had juneteenth covered but you know <laughs> Had you know, you messy, you messy, Cedric. Ooh, um, no, 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 so I'm he, just saying. I, know. I don't want to lie about it. Right, so right. I just want to make sure I'm factually correct. I appreciate that, That's that brother. So here's what, what I feel clearer on. Ice Cube has had a conversation with the Biden-Harris camp because you, Congressman Cedric Richmond, are high up in the leadership of that, that ticket. Uh, I want to ask you this, though. You, you're, you're also saying to me, Cedric, that a lot of things in Cube's policy agenda for black America already are on the radar for the Democrat Party as they address concerns of the black community. But here's the thing, Cedric, that I'm observing and I'm on record as saying 
the black male vote in America is the new swing voter. Now, mm-hmm. we can debate whether or not that's good or bad. I, I don't want to litigate that right now. I just know it is what it is. Yes. Black men in this country, Dustin and Cedric, y'all are it. Yep. Y'all are the new swing voter. And yep. everybody gets it. Here's the question, though, Cedric. I want to ask you this, who's been deeply entrenched in Democratic politics for a long time. And you know why I rock with you. How did the Democrats allow this to happen? How did the Democratic Party allow black men who used to uh, vote in highest numbers as black women, 97, 98 percent Democrat mm-hmm. all the time? That's not the case. Trump got 13 percent of black male votes, Cedric. How did that happen? And why are they now open to Republican um, agenda mm-hmm. items? I, I, please explain it. Back to 2016, because I think you are uh, raising an issue that I think is important. Donald Trump spoke directly to black men and said, what the hell do you have to lose? Yes. Mm-hmm. Look at your communities. Look at your income. Look at all of those things. And he raised some very good questions mm-hmm. about, look, black men, you've always supported the Democratic Party. What have they done? And so he was able to capitalize on that and take advantage of one of Hillary Clinton's weaknesses in the African-American community. Mm-hmm. And so... It was a clever, it was a real clever attempt to get black male support. And so it worked to an extent. And, but now for those black men who were wondering what we have to lose, well, now you actually have a record of what you have exactly. to lose. First of all, you know, we see the rising incidents of living while black and police being called on you. So whether it's two black males having a meeting or waiting on the third black male to have a business meeting at Starbucks mm. that are now the police are being called on him, whether it's Christian uh, Coop, these, uh, uh, what, Amy Cooper, the bird watch. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, yeah that right. brother you, in central park. The, but now you got the little militias out there and you got these reckless people out here who are actually posing real harm and he's empowering them. So he to said, the, stand to by the and boys, stand down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, no, no, no. He says, he says, stand down, but basically stand by because mm-hmm. we may need you to pop off. So all of that stuff is reckless and it hurts black male. So for a person with a black male son, mm. you know, it's a difference when he gets stopped by the police. And so, look, I think tomorrow will will be a real inflection point. But two, the party has to talk to black males. They have to legislate with a black male agenda. Yes. And we do have a specifically a black male agenda, because the one thing we understood is that all black males are not only concerned about criminal Criminal justice justice reform and police reform. Right. Uh, It's on their agenda, but it's not the only issue. Black males want to be business leaders. They worry about education for their kids. They want to be good fathers. They They want to be be homeowners. Right. They want to be homeowners. They want to be community leaders. Yes. And so that's why our plan for black males goes from everything of education and HBCUs to entrepreneurship to all of those uh, things. But, you know, the Democratic Party for a while to African-American male support for granted. And mm-hmm. right now we're having to work hard to to articulate a reason why they should remain in very high numbers on the Democratic side. And the truth is, when we win, we're going to have to really prove 
our worthiness mm -hmm. as Democrats to enjoy that 90 plus percent. Absolutely. It shouldn't be yeah. automatic. No. We should have to go earn it. So that's right. You know, but so this I want to say he hasn't thing. earned it. No, he has not. He's got a lot of rhetoric and no solutions. Before I let you go, here's my last question to you, Said, is you I appreciate your candor mm -hmm. because the Democratic Party, in 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 my opinion, and Dustin's opinion and many others, and Charlemagne the God's opinion, yep. our dear friend to the show, uh, has taken the black male vote for granted. For and granted. Charlemagne can tell you flat out, Cedric, he wants to be courted. He wants to be wined and dined <laughs> yep. and taken to dinner. Yep. Uh, and I think I agree with you acknowledging, Said, the Democratic Party needs to do that to black men specifically. Yep. Where do you see the party being aggressive in the courtship of black men? Part of what we have going on now, too, is this revisionist history of the crime bill and people picking and choosing what, where the impact came from. And look, I like Charlemagne. I've been on this show. But when they talk about the crime bill, often uh, the way it is characterized is wrong. So, for example... We keep saying drug courts is the way of the future in terms of policing. People say diversion, mm -hmm. where kids and their convictions get deferred and then they get a, the convictions wiped away after they finish a program. That's the wave of the future. Well, that was in the crime bill, too. Wow. Yeah. We always talk about pattern and practice investigations of police departments. So after Ferguson, when Obama's Justice Department went down there yep. and investigated Ferguson's police department. Well, guess what? Pattern and practice investigations for constitutional policing was in the crime bill also. Got it. Also in the crime bill was the Violence Against Women's Act, the assault weapons ban. That expired. More money right? for more money for right. More mm -hmm. money for community policing and all those things. But what happened after the crime bill passed, Newt Gingrich got elected to Speaker. The Speaker of the House with mm -hmm. his contract for America. They took out everything that was good, kept mm. in everything that was bad. Mm -hmm. And here's where I have a problem, because I don't think people are being genuine. You know where the problem, and Ebony is a lawyer, you will know this. You know what a problem was, the biggest problem with the crime bill? Was the fact that white prosecutors around the country mm. had the power to decide who got drug court, discretion. who, who you know, got diversion. Yeah. And our black kids, Ray Ray and Pookie, yep. they got charged with 10 things and then they got a plea deal down to one or two. Yeah. And then they had a and conviction to, where, where forever that changed conviction. their life. Cedric, yeah. I got to right. stop you. I got to stop you because you're about to learn something about me in this moment. And you, I don't even know, think you know this, Dustin. Mm -hmm. Cedric, I'm a product of diversion court, okay? Uh, when I was an undergrad at Chapel Hill, this is before you met me, back when I was in my thug life, Cedric. <laughs> Right. Um, I was trying to, to walk out of uh, a department store with some Stuart Weitzman shoes. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I've always had exceptional taste, Dustin mm -hmm. Ross. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't have the 350 so I literally just tried to walk out the store, and I was going to act like I forgot to pay for them. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the shit went left. I literally... Uh, was charged with misdemeanor larceny. This is a true fucking story. Mm -hmm. This was when I was 17 years old, sophomore year at UNC Chapel Hill. Cedric, I was terrified. I went to my first uh, my first setting. You know this, right? I go I go to my arraignment. They say uh, guilty or not guilty. A white prosecutor in Durham County comes over to me, just like you're describing, Cedric Richmond. Says, uh, Miss Williams, I ran your record. You have no convictions. You you have n never even been charged with anything in your life. I'm gonna offer you. Uh, to plead down to uh, misdemeanor, something, something mm -hmm. le a lesser charge. Cedric, I was so ignorant, and, and I was afraid. a smart person, yeah. ignorant and afraid, 
So I was going to take anything that didn't let me go to jail. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, Cedric? So I was, I said, yes, yes, right? So then the, the prosecutor puts my, you know, pleading up on the judge's stand. And the judge says, Miss Williams, step forward. I'm terrified. Yes, Your Honor. Miss Williams, I see here that you're going to enter a plea of guilty to misdemeanor, blah, 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 blah. Yes, Your Honor. He said, Miss Williams, where do you go to school? I said, Your Honor, I go to UNC Chapel Hill. Miss Williams, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, Your Honor, I want to be an attorney. He said, well, your ass is off to a damn good start. <laughs> he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to reject this plea deal. Cedric, I, I swear to you, I started crying in court. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to jail. He said, what I'm going to, I'm going to offer you, the judge said, is a program called Deferred Prosecution, mm. where you're going mm -hmm. to do community service, you're going to uh, work to pay the restitution, and you're going to stay your ass out of trouble for a year, and this will be dismissed, and you will have no record, and you will go on to finish your degree at Chapel Hill, you will finish law school, and you will help other people that are in your same position. And God be the glory, that's exactly what happens. Wow, I'm serious. So well, it, see, that's my that's my whole that happened. Old point. So nobody, if you know, there's an old there's an old blue song that says, "If you're gonna tell it, tell it all." <laughs> now, were there bad provisions in the crime bill? Yeah. Ab absolutely. Three strikes you out was horrible. Horrible. Mm -hmm. But again, these DAs who didn't want to put their futures on the line or have a Willie Horton moment mm -hmm. of letting Cedric out, and then I go do something stupid, and then their opponent uses it against them. Right. And then the other thing was the we talk about this, the systematic racism involved in the whole process. So here's the other part. If you didn't go to Chapel Hill, right. the other questions that judge DAs use to discern whether you need a second chance or you deserve a second chance or not, they'll say, well, do you come from a two-family, totally. a two-parent uh, household? Well, no. I as don't. strong as our Black women yeah. were raising uh, our kids, it doesn't matter, but they right. would say that you're a risk factor because if you that. didn't have a two-parent household. Totally. So all of that played into... Well, let's also tell the truth and shame the devil, happened. Cedric. Aesthetics also matter. We yes. know that data says our darker-skinned brothers and sisters are convicted at higher rates. Our darker-skinned brothers and sisters serve longer jail times. Yes. I'm not beyond the thought that how I showed up aesthetically allowed me to even be considered for deferment. Huh? Yep. Can we can we be plain? This it's is the family. Truth. Oh, this, it's the this, truth. This, this is the Black Effect Network. We got to tell the truth, Cedric. Um, well, so, you know, well, I'm just not going to let people just define his I entire hear political mm -hmm. career. I hear you. By the crime bill. Mm -hmm. And you don't. But look, nevertheless, we have the most robust plan. Got it. To reform the criminal justice system. Also, mm -hmm. we're going to take pattern and practice that we did on police. Yep. We actually apply it now through our new plan to prosecutors' offices to make sure that they're not treating black and white people different, Thank poor God. and rich people different. So before people get out there and, and yeah. talk about it, it's important to, to know, about know it. the plans. And I'll just close with this. The difference between Biden and most of the Democratic history that we've had is that white people have wanted to help black people in spite of themselves. Mm. We want to empower African-Americans and black people to be the architects of their own future, to go. be the thought leaders and in intellectual capacity to build the programs and all the other things. So this is not a, we're going to help you in spite of yourself. It is send us the talent because you, we are going to shape our own future. And so that's why I'm excited about it. Well, listen, uh, Cedric, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, uh, 
Cedric, Cedric Richmond, congressman from the great state of Louisiana, the good brother from Morehouse College. Yes. You, can, you know, you can't tell them Morehouse man nothing, nothing, Dustin, not a damn thing. Also, Tulane. You can hate, though. <laughs> <laughs> Also from Tulane University School of Law and, of course, former chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. Cedric, seriously, brother, I appreciate you so much for yes. all you've done for me personally, but most importantly for, for our people. That's and, right. and best of luck and blessings to you and well, the Well, thank campaign. you all and keep speaking truth to power. Amen. Thank you. I said. So I just want to be clear here. I actually think it's a wonderful thing that black men are being courted and spoken to finally like mm-hmm. they should have been done the whole time. Mm-hmm. I just don't want our brother seduced. Yep. Dustin. Be yeah. smart. Be, be smart. smart. Be smart um, in, in your analysis of information and be smart in really understanding what the impact of your choices will be. That's all I can ask. Be smart. I'm going to leave it there. You said it very, very well, Dustin Ross. Listen, thank you all so much for listening uh, to this episode of Holding Court. Please, y'all, follow us, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, get the word out. We're going to be breaking this shit down every week, y'all, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to yes, keep we it are. 100. We're going to give y'all guests. We're going to give you hot takes. Um, and it's just it's just dope. So listen, check out our episode notes for links and additional information that'll keep you up to speed and informed. Mm-hmm. Holding Court comes to you from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media and presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio. Our sound engineers and editors for this episode were Fayla Davis and Dennis Orenbeckoff. Listen, y'all follow me at Ebony K. Williams, that's Ebony with an I, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Dustin Ross, they can find you at? Look at Dustin on all your social media platforms. And I love looking at Dustin. And I love being looked at. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) And yes, you do. You ain't playing. Listen, y'all, join us again next week uh, on Wednesday when we will hold court again. In the meantime, y'all, spread power, spread knowledge. Uh, Put your mask on. Don't spread corona. Please. Uh, And we will see you next week. That's right.